PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. Delaying gratification, it's tough to do, especially in today's fast-paced world. In this week's PDPW podcast, Tom Thibodeau shares with us an ancient virtue that moderates our desires, helps us slow down, relaxes us, and makes us more healthy. Here's Tom Thibodeau with this week's PDPW podcast titled Temperance. We've all heard proverbs. Uh, We refer to it as proverbial wisdom. Very important in oral culture, the way in which many of us grew up, we received the wisdom of the elders through a short saying. Why? Well, because the Proverbs are generally true, and two, because we could remember them. So many of us grew up with a proverb like, do your best and don't worry about the rest. A penny saved is a penny earned, which taught us the importance of how is it you interacted with your money. Do it right the first time so you don't have to redo it a second time. Um, make sure you get your work done before you go out to play. All these kind of proverbs guided us. And what our elders were telling us, this is what is good for us. Well, here's another proverb that many of us have heard. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, here's the origin of that proverb. In the 1880s, the Massachusetts Women's Temperance League wanted all the apple trees in Massachusetts to be cut down. They were concerned because men were fermenting the apples for hard cider, which they drank during the winter months. And the women did not like the activity of men fermenting apples and drinking hard cider. So they thought that the best way in which to stop this activity was to get them to cut down all the apple trees. Now, of course, the men enjoyed fermenting apples and uh, drinking hard cider, much like they enjoyed making maple syrup around a fire and boiling down the sap. And men, of course, can be creative and clever. And so they thought, how is it we can save these trees? And they came up for themselves saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. They saved their trees by tying the healthy apple to their health. Could we even imagine today using the term temperance league to describe any one of our activities? Would we have any groups that say, well, they were temperate? Well, we don't use temperance in a sentence because we don't practice it. We're the only people in the world that have uh, all-you-can-eat buffets. We're the only people in the world who drive around in our cars and eat our meals. Throughout the Midwest, we've talked about it, but we have to be very careful in terms of our young people and the sense of binge drinking. And think about it even when we start to talk about eating habits in this country. On both ends, one, rise of obesity, and secondly, you don't want to mention that too harshly, because on the other end, you have eating disorders like anorexia. Not too much or not too little, but we tend to gravitate to the extremes. The virtue of wisdom helps to govern an intellect and tells us what is good. Courage governs our emotions and tells us what it is to act, not in a way that's outrageous, but not being too timid. It's a middle path. Reverence governs our social interactions with each other. If we do not have reverence, we do not have justice. And if we do not justice, we do not have relationships that benefit the whole. But temperance is that virtue that governs the desires of the body, the desires of the body. You think about it for just a moment. What do we find happening today as we look at, at, at the way in which people treat the, the desires of the body? What we understand is that most Americans do not get enough sleep. 
our body desires more sleep and more rest, but we almost come to disdain in terms of a nap or taking a rest or, or sitting back and putting our feet up because we have to be constantly busy. Gallup organization tells us that those people who are most effective leaders get eight to nine hours of sleep a night. And what we firmly believe is that most people are sleep deprived. Our bodies desire sleep, and yet we continue to push through. What does this do to us? Creates levels of fatigue that even a vacation cannot take away. What we understand today is this you're more in danger of being hit by a driver driving tired than a driver driving drunk. As people work longer hours and commute longer distances, subject to fatigue. You think about it for a moment. When do most farm accidents happen? It's fatigue. When farmers have spent long days out in the barn or into the field, and they're going past what their body can handle. Think about it for just a moment, the levels of fatigue that take place in terms of medical accidents when surgeons have been on call for 16 hours and are called in for one more surgery. Fatigue. There are limits to the body as to what we can do. We understand that our own culture right now, the number of people that are working more than they need to, not being temperate, the idea that I can work 60 to 80 hours a week on infinitum is not sustainable. We're looking at it right now is that people are working 40 to 60 hours a week, and then how many hours a week are they keeping in contact with the organization electronically so that they never go on vacation, they never get a rest, have never learned a sense of moderation. We've talked about this previously in this broadcast, so at one point, Sunday was called a day of rest, and we think, oh, how quaint, and yet, how needed to take time to rest, to be temperate in our approach to work. The worst person to work for is a workaholic, because your work is never done, and it's never good enough. And we look in terms of what's happening in our country, in terms of addictions to methamphetamines and opiates, too much. Pain medication is good, particularly for people who are suffering from chronic pain and recovering from surgery or other accidents. But what happens when you become addicted? There's no level in terms of temperance. It goes beyond your ability to control the desires. Think of the addictions that are taking place in terms of gambling. We have right now in our culture probably 3 to 5% of the population that are addicted to gambling. We can look at the fact that in terms of fantasy football, costs the American economy a billion and a half dollars every year as people come to work, to work on their fantasy football team and what they made, because they're also in leagues that either pay out or take from them. And you always say, where's the temperance in that? Where's the level in terms of moderation? Does one cannot just enjoy a game for the sense of the game itself? Temperance, how important it is for our own bodies to be able to delay gratification. In a study that's been classically repeated for the last 50 years, it's called the Marshmallow Study. And they take children the age of four or five, and they put them in a room by themselves, and they put a marshmallow in front of the children and say, do not eat it. Please do not eat the marshmallow. Do not touch it. You can look at it, and when we when they come back in, you can have the marshmallow. And if you wait a certain period of time, if I come back in as the researcher, I will give you another marshmallow. And then they watch the activity of children. Amazing in terms of longitudinal study, but that those children who are able to delay gratification, who do not taste or touch the marshmallow, at age 30, are much more successful in their lives. Over and against the child, as soon as the researcher leaves the room, they cannot control themselves and they want the marshmallow to go directly into their mouth. The conclusion for the observation is this. 
we must have the virtue, we must have the strength to be able to delay gratification. When we thought about our, a penny saved, a penny earned, how is it that many of us were brought up with the treatment of money? I don't buy something unless I can afford it, unless I've saved for it, rather than in terms of the instant gratification that comes from a credit card or shopping online. Temperance, the way in which to moderate my behavior, willing to make immediate sacrifices for long-term gains. What a great gift that is. Think about our elders, the way in which they lived with so little so that we can have lives of abundancy today, whether it be in our own political lives, in our own social lives, and economic lives. People made sacrifices, were temperate in their approaches to what they had and what they did and also in terms of relationships. Temperance is a great gift. We give to ourselves what we give to the whole community. In the recovery community, they have a wonderful acronym, HALT, H-A-L-T. Never allow yourself to become too hungry, too angry, too lonely, too tired. HALT. Think of the poor decisions we make when we are too hungry. You come in, and we generally fill ourselves with something that's immediate, that's either salty or sweet, and certainly not good for the body. We also know that we do not make good decisions when we're, when we're hungry. They did a study in Israel of, of sentencing and found out that those who had a court date at 11 to 11.30 in the morning got a much harsher sentence those who came in at 8.30 to 9 o'clock in the morning. Why? Judges are human beings, and they're hungry. They wanted to get to lunch, and you're much more less tolerant when you're hungry. Anger. Think of the large levels of free-flowing anger that we have in the culture. We not only talk about road rage, now we talk about shopping cart rage. And if you've been to an airport recently and somebody's checking in and they got two or three bags and maybe a child with them, you can just see people becoming hostile because they have to wait. All this free-flowing anger that then gets directed at other people. Never allow yourself to become too angry, upset, frustrated, part of being a human being. But what happens when anger starts to take over? It leads to destruction, both of ourselves and others. Never allow yourself to become too lonely. And what do we have across the culture today? So many people who feel isolated and alone. I have friends of mine who deliver meals on wheels. And one of my friends says he only takes four meals. He could take up to eight to ten meals to deliver. But he said what I would do then would be shortchanging people. Every time I deliver a meal to somebody at lunchtime, they want to talk. It's not only the meal that they appreciate, but oftentimes I'm the only person that they will have a personal conversation with in the course of a day. We find that in terms of the very young children at a very early age having to get up, go off to a daycare, have a provider who will care for them in the course of the day. And yet when they come home at night, their own parents are so exhausted that they can't read a story or prepare a meal. And children grow up with this level of loneliness and then are handed over an electronic babysitter called a cell phone or electronic game, only to find out that they have no friends or social interactions. And their level in terms of temperance is all activity, all provided for materially, but emotionally feeling isolated and alone. And never allow yourself to become too tired. We need to recover beautiful words like the word nap, 
the ability to have a rest, to be able to put your feet up, the ability to watch the sunset or the sunrise or listen to birds chirp in the woods, the importance of small, simple things like watching young people walking on the ice and the snow here in Wisconsin, walking slowly and at the same time wanting to hustle on because the temperature's below zero, and just taking the time to see that these are the people that I have the privilege of having in classrooms. People are willing to sacrifice so that I get the privilege of teaching them. Temperance, a wonderful virtue that moderates our desires and makes us aware of the needs and desires of other people. Temperance, the virtue that helps me to slow down, to rest, to relax before I continue to work. Temperance, the virtue that helps me to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Not too much, not too little. The middle way, moderation. Sounds so simple, sounds so quaint, and yet it is so important to our health, the health of our families, the health of our businesses and our communities. Well, what happened if Americans could just become just a little bit more temperate, a little bit more patient, a little bit more tolerant, a little bit more accepting of ourselves and one another? I think this is a virtue that needs to be rediscovered. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Thank you, women of Massachusetts, for reminding us that too much cider isn't good for us. Thank you for the men of Massachusetts for reminding us that a healthy glass of cider is good for us, especially shared with friends. Have a very good day and be temperate in what you say and what you do and who you are. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message, and our thanks to you for continuing to listen and support these PDPW podcasts. Feel free to go back and listen to archived podcasts at pdpw.org. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Again, thank you for listening, and have a great week.